This is Pastor Landon Davis. Thank you for joining me for our daily Bible study. Today we'll be reading from Romans chapter 14 in the World English Bible. Now accept one who is weak in faith, but not for disputes over opinions. One man has faith to eat all things, but he who is weak eats only vegetables. Don't let him who eats despise him who doesn't eat. Don't let him who doesn't eat judge him who eats, for God has accepted him. Who are you who judge another's servant? To his own Lord he stands or falls. Yes, he will be made to stand, for God has power to make him stand. One of the major disputes in the church was the assimilation of the Gentiles into Christianity. Initially, most of the converts were Jewish and had practiced a lifestyle largely dictated by the law of Moses. Even after conversion, they continued to live the same lifestyle that they had always known, except now their faith was in Christ and they had the benefit of the empowering and convicting Holy Spirit dwelling in them uh, to help them to, to live a holy and overcoming life. But then the revival spread to the Gentiles and things got a little messy. They hadn't, the Gentiles hadn't known the law of Moses and, and so now the question was, did the Gentiles need to be circumcised? What about unclean meats? Beyond just the issue of clean or unclean meats, in the Gentile markets, the meats were offered to idols before they were sold to the people. Could the Gentiles go into their markets and buy food as long as they didn't worship idols any longer? What about the Sabbath? What about national holidays that, that represented things in Jewish history where the Gentiles obligated to observe these same holidays. What we find in the message of the apostles and the scripture, consistently they said that Christians were not bound by these elements of the Old Testament law. Most Christians today understand this to be true, but for the Jews uh, in that day, understandably there were some that had a very difficult time with the Gentiles exercising liberty and issues which the Jews all their life had been bound to. Um, and so the church in Rome was a mix of Jews and Gentiles. And much of the content of this letter has already addressed both of these groups. So Paul's continuing to exhort the believers to strive for unity. So he says in these controversial issues, refrain from judging one another. In the end, no one will have to answer to us as their Lord or Master. And, and that day, the Jews weren't going to have to answer to the Gentiles, and the Gentiles weren't going to have to answer to the Jews. Paul was reminding them that each individual was a servant of God, and they would have to answer to God for how they behaved. Verse 5, One man esteems one day as more important, another esteems every day alike. Let each man be fully assured in his own mind. He who observes the day observes it to the Lord, and he who does not observe the day to the Lord, he does not observe it. He who eats, eats to the Lord, for he gives God thanks. He who doesn't eat, to the Lord he doesn't eat, and gives God thanks. For none of us lives to himself, and none dies to himself. For if we live, we live to the Lord, or if we die, we die to the Lord. If therefore we live or die, we are the Lord's. For to this end Christ died, rose, and lived again, that he might be Lord of both the dead and the living. Paul acknowledges that there are various opinions and and men had their own personal convictions. Paul's conclusion was whatever you do or whatever you refrain from doing, 
Let it be motivated by a desire to please the Lord. Eating, refraining from eating. Drinking, um, refraining from drinking. Even living and dying. In whatever state, we belong to Him and we must sincerely strive to honor the Lord in our decisions. Verse 10. But you, why do you judge your brother? Are you again, why do you despise your brother? For we will all stand before the judgment seat of Christ. For it is written, as I live, says the Lord, to me every knee will bow, every tongue will confess to God. So then each one of us will give account of himself to God. We have to be careful that we don't judge our brothers too harshly in their attempt to honor God and to apply the principles of the scripture to their lives. Um, especially if, if they're trying to apply principles, but where the commands aren't directly explained or spelled out in the word. Certainly we must be found holy when we stand before the Lord. So we know holiness matters. It's, it's demanded, it's essential, but undue criticism and harsh judgment of others, again, especially on disputable things, is specifically warned against. So we're all going to stand before the Lord and have to give an account. This warning should cause us to check our hearts. Uh, if if you have very few or very loose personal standards, um, you, you need to be sure that you're going to be right standing before the Lord. But also, if you're very dogmatic and you find yourself tending to judge the Lord's other servants because you deem that they're falling short, understand you'll have to give an account for your actions and attitudes as well. Verse 13, Therefore, let's not judge one another anymore, but judge this rather, that no man put a stumbling block in his brother's way or an occasion of falling. I know and am persuaded in the Lord Jesus that nothing is unclean of itself, except to him who considers anything to be unclean, to him it is unclean. Yet, if because of food your brother is grieved, you walk no longer in love, don't destroy with your food him for whom Christ died. Then don't let your good be slandered, for God's kingdom is not eating and drinking, but righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Spirit. For he who serves Christ in these things is acceptable to God and approved by men. So then let's follow after things which make for peace, and things by which we may build one another up. Don't overthrow God's work for food's sake. All things indeed are clean. However, it is evil for that man who creates a stumbling block by eating. It is good to not eat meat, drink wine, nor do anything by which your brother stumbles, is offended, or is made weak. If we're going to judge, instead of judging others, we must judge ourselves. Are we acting in love towards our brothers and sisters? Love is sacrificial. So the question here is, am I offending? Uh, and offending here doesn't just mean that you hurt someone's feelings, but to cause them to stumble in their faith where they could even fall away. Uh, am, I, am I offending someone with my right to do something? Um, if, if I make a fellow Christian weak because of my liberties, then my liberty is not edifying. And if it isn't edifying, how can we consider it Christian behavior? And so... To serve God acceptably is not just a matter of whether they were eating clean meats or unclean meats, but it was also considering how can I make peace? How can I consider my weak brother? How can I consider his convictions? And so the illustration here was with unclean meats. And he said, why would you try to overthrow God's kingdom for 
the sake of food. And it's amazing the things that people will split fellowship and do harm to the kingdom for. Uh, minor issues that they'll, they'll cause major division over. Uh, instead, we need to be sure that we're operating in love. Verse 22, do you have faith? Have it to yourself before God. Happy is he who doesn't judge himself and that which he approves. But he who doubts is condemned if he eats, because it isn't of faith, and whatever is not of faith is sin. So we limit ourselves to some degree um, over the concern for our brother. And then secondly, we have to live by faith. We personally have to have a, a life that is dictated by our beliefs in some ways, this is even stricter than legalism. Legalism says, prove that I can't do something and I won't. Living by faith says, I must know and be fully confident that I can do this. I have to be able to have faith that it is right. So in here, Paul had just explained that they shouldn't judge those that ate what they considered unclean meats. And likewise, they shouldn't insist um, on their right to eat it either at the expense of others' faith. But what I want to emphasize here is that he has strongly stated that it's okay to partake of these things and that they could even honor God in it when they gave thanks. But now he says, for those that can't do it in faith, it's actually a sin to violate their conscience. So do you see the demands of living by faith? I must do what I know is right. I must do what I believe to be right. I must refrain from doing anything that I'm unsure about. As the old saying goes, when in doubt, don't. So let's pray that the Lord would help us to find that balance of living our personal convictions and also respecting the convictions of others. Let's pray together. Father, we pray that you would give us wisdom, that you would give us understanding of your scripture, and that you would give us your heart. On matters where we don't have clarity, I pray that we can have charity, that we would love one another, encourage one another, edify one another, that we can serve you and seek your kingdom first. We pray it all in Jesus' name. God bless you. Thank you for listening. Join me again tomorrow for another episode.